Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Happy holidays, everyone. Well, we're just about completely booked for our two back-to-back Baja surf trips coming up in February. There's a queue for the last two spots, though they're not officially taken. If you want to get in line for a chance at those last two spots and hope for a Christmas miracle, you best be on our mailing list. You might not get it this year, but there's always next. In other surf trip news, we partnered up with our good friend Adamar from the Adamar Surf Shop to go to Costa Rica in March. And there's still a few spots left for that, so if you missed your chance for Baja, you can still head to Central America with us. Once again, best way to get a shot at that is to join our mailing list at thesurfcontinuum.com. Last but not least, before we dive into the art of missing waves, you need to go to thesurfcontinuum.com forward slash longevity to check out our new project because you only have five days left from the publishing of this episode to take advantage of our epic holiday presale for the Longevity Longboard Series. So our buddy John is an epic longboarder, a surf educator, and he came to us with this concept for an in-depth longboarding course. A masterclass, if you will. Well, we're suckers for a well-organized lesson plan, and the footage we have of John's longboarding exemplifying his curriculum is quite possibly the best surf footage out there of longboarding. That's a big claim, I know, (laughs) but my Instagram algorithm knows me pretty well and tries its best to impress me with content, both in terms of surfing and how it's filmed. And I gotta say, I think my drone flying along John as he surfs is some of the best. You can get 50% off that course if you buy it before part one of three drops on Christmas Day. We'll still be offering a discount after we release the first part, but it won't be as deep as the current offer we have on it now. So head over to thesurfcontinuum.com forward slash longevity. All right, time for the art of missing waves. All right, yeah, I wanted to do this episode because it's basically following up on a point we made in our last week episode of good style, how to have good style, and we kind of covered this whole missing waves concept. So this this one's going to be called the art of missing waves because it's just Mm. expounding on this idea of, you know, like what do we mean by that? Because basically somebody brought it up to me and asked me about like, you know, what are we talking about missing waves and <laughs> not getting them? So it's it's kind of like I wanted to dive deeper into the whole oxymoron of it. And it's I make it like an art, like glorify the aspect of missing waves. Right. That's basically how we got to to be great wave readers at, at this point of, of our journey, you know, is by being okay with it and 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 by learning from the waves that we missed and focusing on you know really having good form and and 
you know, just just not wanting to be like a lot of the the people that are stuck in the pack of of all these other people just just in a dog fight trying to get away no matter what, you know, looking looking like shit, you know, pretty much. Yeah, right, right. Um, so, I mean, I guess the for- first point in my head and while I was kind of working this episode out was just to clarify what we mean by missing waves and how we were talking about it in that last episode of, you know, having good style. And that that's just the, the obvious part of the art of missing waves is, you know, paddling for waves with this this idea in your head that you might not get it and the reason you do that is because you're not only paddling for waves just to ride them but you're starting to get your whole session wired you know you're, you're checking out waves you're you're taking a look over the ledge like from up close basically approaching that point of no return and and just having a peek over and, and looking down the face because you know waves look different once you're right there about to drop in on them uh, and just getting a feel for it, you know, getting on the pulse. Just what does this wave feel like as it lifts me as I approach that commitment point? Yeah, you're you're collecting data. You know, you're out there and you're just you're just getting a little bit deeper. You know, you're not just jump. You know, rushing anything. You just hot, you know get in the water, start feeling. You know, which way the currents are moving and and you know, just the, the speed at which waves are breaking at, at even your local break where you're really well versed at, it just, it changes every single day. So you gotta get out there and you gotta kinda have that open mind like, yeah, every day is gonna be different and we need to play it like that, you know? I really like that, yeah, like collecting data, that's exactly what it is and that makes me think that the art of missing waves is even more than just going for waves or not going for waves or checking them out or, or, or catching them, but even just checking your lineups and checking your drift and, and seeing which way water's moving you and just, yeah, that, that was just, a, it triggered something there. Um, but basically, you know, you're just, you're just starting to get in tune with what's a catchable wave, what's not a catchable wave, what's gonna be worth it, what's not gonna be worth it. Um, and that being said, I did make a point to myself to say this, be careful of one thing. If you're in the spot and it is a good wave and there's surfers around you, you better go. Don't show yeah. interest or be in the perfect spot and just pass up a wave because you're quote unquote checking it out. Coach taught me about the art of missing waves. I, I can't go yet. It's like you got to recognize when's the right time to apply this concept. Um, but you'll definitely get yourself into some hot water if you pass up on a wave or fake another surfer out and then they miss the wave because they thought fully you were going, uh, there, is, there is a situation where you just, it's happened plenty of times to both of us where you paddle out and you are in the spot right then and there, whether it's luck, whether it's just years of experience playing out subconsciously, for one reason or another, the best wave of your session comes to you right in the first five minutes, go. <laughs> Absolutely, and we always we've always said, you know, and we we know from experience is like you get a lot of props on just sending it on waves that you might not make it on, you know, and getting blown up at the bottom or airdropping and splatting in the flats. You'll still get a lot more props than you know peeking over the ledge and then just pulling back when really you were in the to- in, in the perfect spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Good point, coach. Can't, yeah, can't not know that. Um, All right, so then second point I had in the art of missing waves is I think it'll help people not to be triggered 
by an approaching wave. I think that happens way too much. Every wave that approaches the lineup isn't necessarily going to be a good one. You know, there's such shape-shifting, elusive, and, and cryptic things waves, you know, and they're basically maps of the bottom. So they're, they're like running down valleys and moving over and popping up and doing all these funky things. And if every time you just see the hint of a swell line approaching and it just, you go into this gotta catch this wave mode, you get all triggered and in adrenaline, you start to like just become a, a little too, you just get ahead of yourself, I guess. Yeah, and, that, and it's a really good point because a lot of our students get gassed out pretty quick, you know, and a lot of surfers do. So it's like, we're, we're constantly telling them like, okay, chill out, you know, your first paddle out doesn't need to be like a sprint to the outside. And setting up your first few waves doesn't need to be like make or break. Like if I don't get this wave, then I have a shitty shit session, you know? So it's just like go into that, that eco mode and conservation mode and, and really manage your, your emotions when you're out there, you know, because it's really easy to get overly excited or, you know, for a lot of surfers, they get kind of freaked out, you know, when, if, if they're out in the water and they're starting to like kind of push the boundaries of, of the size of waves that they're in and you can be really losing a lot of steam if you're if you're one of those surfers who sees a set and kind of starts panicking and, and scrambling instead of just saying okay let me just see how this first set comes through and how it ends up breaking where the peak ends up breaking you know a lot of times where it looks like it's going to break it doesn't and um you know you gotta you gotta just take your time with that kind of stuff yeah, I, I really want the title of this one to sink in for people because this is one of those episodes I feel good about because it hits me when I'm in the water while I'm surfing, you know, and I'm like kind of working through it in my head as I'm surfing and the art of missing waves, like it's a mindset, it's a mentality. It's if you, if a wave is coming in that you may or may not catch, but you have this concept going on like echoing in your head and heart it just gives you a whole new approach you know and it, it's 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 just really important and you you made a good point before we started recording just like where does it fit in like the, you know that we always want to remind our students to keep their their form like you don't want to sacrifice your form to catch waves and get all crazy and this was that you know we agreed it's right in here like not getting triggered by the fight or flight adrenaline response that a wave can potentially you know elicit in you as a surfer and and it can happen like to a you know throughout basically you can surf your whole life and still have this happen to you i think it's something you have to consciously attack and be mindful of and and like kind of meditate on calm and, and relaxing and so I guess you know I'm just calling it the art of missing waves but there's probably a million ways to pitch this one and I'm sure we will in the future well I mean that's that's where surfing fundamentals really helped help me was it gave me this little like checklist to go through when I am setting up a wave like okay stay calm just do all you gotta do is three things really well and you'll probably you know this wave will probably go pretty well for you mm -hmm. you know you gotta, you know, you gotta hold good paddling form. When it's time to do your board control skill, make sure you take, you know, you do it right. You know, you don't just rush, rush a sitting turn or rot, rush 
the prone turn or something like that. And then when you finally do, when it's inevitable and it's time to stand up on the board, don't just like rush that either, you know, be, be mindful of how you're, how you're placing your feet on the board. And then all of a sudden, you know, then autopilot takes, takes off and sets in and, and, the rest is history, you know, you can't really change it while, while you're on the wave, you know, but if that really helped me and that that's what I use as a board builder to kind of slow people down when I give them a new board, I'm like, just try to do these three things well and, and you know, the first wave that you get on your board, don't try to like do the best turn of your life, you know, just just make sure you're doing good fundamentals and then that usually you know it really helps you to build up and build yourself up in your session yep absolutely it's 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 amazing because those things all compound down the line like you can't just skip over doing a bad you know fundamental skill and get on to the next one and kind of just forget that happened you know doing a bad sitting turn say from a bad position of the board, like not moving far enough back and staying center, then you end up flopping down on the board in bad paddling position. So you have to shimmy back all the while. This time axis on your graph of time and, and positioning is, is closing in, the waves closing in and, and you're fumbling, you know, and again, like it's, it's compounding. So now you bogged your rail in the prone turn or you didn't turn from proper position in the sitting turn. So it puts you back a little bit for your paddling. So then you have to accelerate and rush your paddling and it just works until you get to your stand up. And how do you think your stand up's going to go? I used to yeah. tell people that, that, um, that do this, you know, like if you paddle like a demon, you can't expect to stand up like an angel. You, if you paddle like <laughs> a, a demon, really you're going to stand like a demon too. <laughs> you're yeah, going to look yeah. like that. So, really good point. Um, and then last of all, so this was like how I really wanted to expand on, again, I was working through this episode in my head while I was having a really good session and just enjoying my time out there with so few people. And this is how I really found how to expand on the concept of the art of missing waves to get a little bit more philosophical. And I was chuckling to myself too because I was just thinking about other instructors and, and ourselves and how we're so different, you know, from basically every instructor. I mean, any surf instructor you hear, some of the most common things you'll hear shouted is, go, 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 paddle harder. It's your yeah. wave. And, and I was just laughing to myself because I'm like, oh my God, we do the opposite. We're like, whoa, slow down, calm down. Oh, that's not your wave, you know, like basically pulling them back. And, and you know, it's here's the thing, like people might think about us if we just left it at that, that you're like, oh, well, do you even teach surfing? Do you want people to ride waves? But it's deeper than that. Like we want you to be such a good surfer that you don't just go into the pack and have to hold yourself back. Be the kind of surfer that can see waves that others don't, that the crowd misses. That down the beach, there's that little obscure peak that maybe isn't as good, but everyone is yours because you're gonna surf it by yourself. And yeah. then you can get all the waves you want and you can practice these things without this consideration. But when you're in the crowd, you gotta respect the crowd. You have to enjoy other people getting waves. You have to share waves. You have to give them up when it's like a gray area and you're not sure who gets the wave. Just give it up. That's we have to. You got to do that, and it should be regardless of how good you are. I mean, you know, it's it's a sport of kings, so the better surfers do get the better and more waves. Another reason, though, for you to expand, like improve yourself as a surfer and go find those spots 
you know, that aren't covered in, in the crowd. And that's another way to be a good surfer. That's what really sets you apart, you know, from the pack is knowing like when to paddle out and where to paddle out and, and you know, where, where you're going to get the most enjoyment out of this, you know, this, this beautiful pastime that, that we all get to participate in, you know, it really is. It needs to be looked at as, a, as an honor and a privilege. And, and I don't think enough people go into the water with that mindset, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have this go, 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 and I, and I certainly am guilty of the attitude, but the one, you know, the one redeeming quality I can say is that I know that about myself, so I have to go find my wave somewhere else, you know, I can't just paddle out to the pack, because I have this eagerness, I love to catch waves, I love to surf, so that means I need to really lean into the hunt, you know, the search for waves, and it just happens to be something I enjoy so much, so it works out well for me. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, and that's, that's the instructors we are. That's the educators we want to be is not just go, go, go and, and say sorry later, you know, but go, go, go find another spot to surf so that you can paddle for any wave you like. Absolutely. And, and just like, like we were talking about, you know, do your front note, get your fundamentals down so that you can have this new criteria of is this a good way for me to go on usually it's usually it's not because you're not on the peak so just don't go you know get get your ass back out to the top or you know go find your own peak so you can really set up a wave proper and and feel what it's like to drop in at the deepest part and and ace all your fundamentals and really connect the connect the dots and complete the circle yeah that's right well it's always a pleasure working through these concepts and these philosophical episodes with you coach great work at getting this one dialed in in the water those are always the best ones and we'll catch you guys soon Yee.